0: Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. You found the podcast Management Decisions, where we speak with experienced professionals about the topics that matter to upper management and their businesses. That includes some presentations, how companies develop them, and the important aspects of solid execution. To talk about this subject, we've enlisted Phil Alexander, the co-founder of Quick to Launch, where they help businesses build and manage those said presentations. Phil, how are you doing today?
1: Great. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, it's a pleasure to have you on an interesting topic and one that does apply to so many people and businesses, obviously. I wanted to give you the opportunity to start things off just by giving the listeners a little bit of a quick synopsis of what exactly your organization does um, and areas where you do help out. And again, we're talking about the idea of presentations.
1: So Quick to Launch was actually kind of born out of my own personal experiences. So I had worked in financial services and I found myself spending a lot of time working in PowerPoint. And sort of building these presentations, which really were kind of the vehicle that carry a message for a company when you're going out and presenting or trying to sell your idea. And Mm -hmm. you know, at the time when I was building these presentations, I didn't have any kind of formal design training. I might have had an understanding of the content, but I really didn't have the skill set to build out a presentation that could kind of effectively deliver my message. And so quick to launch really, we're hoping to come in to help companies deliver presentations and kind of sell their story on a much more visually impactful manner. So We offer an overnight design service where, essentially, business professionals can come in and drop off a sketch or outline of a presentation, and then our team will transform the slides into a persuasive and brand-compliant presentation within 48 hours. So that's kind of the core offering, but we also have this online platform, which really kind of helps larger brands centralize all of their presentation material and kind of maintain brand integrity as their, their products and services are presented through different business stakeholders.
0: Well, definitely, I said, it's intriguing to me, and I'm sure plenty of people listening are wondering where you were, uh, you know, maybe five years ago for them, or or just uh, they didn't hear about you, so they they weren't sure where they could get that help. But uh, I think it definitely applies to a lot of people that are listening out there. So when it comes to these, you know, the idea of presentations, uh, some of the more specific aspects, I guess, before we get into those, why is it so important that businesses take the time to cultivate these, develop them, and as you said, maybe have some consistency across the board. What makes them so valuable when it comes to these presentations?
1: Yeah, so and one of the things you kind of learn through entrepreneurship and as you work in the business setting is that more than anything, storytelling is a very important skill set. And so a lot of these companies, you know, they have this this massive sales force that are out in the field pitching companies, selling services and you know, they have to be able to convey that story in a very impactful manner. And a lot of these people just don't have the correct training. And more than anything else, you know, time that you spend sitting there and sort of building a presentation, doing formatting and alignment uh, for a sales team, that's that's time that you're not spending selling. So, Mm. you know, we think that companies can derive a lot of value from sort of outsourcing that part of the business process to a company like Quick to Launch and have their people focus on the, the content and the story and really kind of prepare to go up there and present and focus on what they're telling the audience instead of, you know, spending time picking colors in PowerPoint or Keynote.
0: Now, how big of a issue or concern is the idea of brand? Now, you mentioned, you know, maybe these businesses are reaching out to you to sort of come up with these, um, these specific presentations and have that consistency across the board. Is there a concern that their brand or their message gets lost? How does that all work together to ensure that that's still a uh, a considerable factor and something that they really want conveyed in these presentations?
1: So branding also kind of has a direct link to compliance in a lot of these companies. So, you know, in financial services or consulting, presentation might have a legal footer or something in place where, you know, changing it can actually have, you know, very negative implications for the company. Right. So. You know, as a company that might have distributed marketing, you might have a large sales force, something that's, uh, you know, very geographically dispersed, it can be very difficult to sort of have this control mechanism where you understand the type of material that people are using. So, you know, through our platform, we've tried to make it very easy to ensure that brands have transparency with the material that people in their company are using. And they also have an ability to sort of upload and deliver material that's already been approved and signed off by certain members the organization or have that has that right
0: okay when it comes to the actual building of the presentation, you know the creation itself, some people might be thinking, well you know the time isn't a factor for us it's that's not a, a big concern necessarily. What would you present yourself as far as the difference between maybe the typical way a business would build their presentation and how quick to launch might do it differently or more effectively what's a, what's sort of that comparison that you would throw out there
1: yeah, so actually a lot of companies the ones that we're working with, they, they have their own internal design resources and design okay. teams. And so typically for most of these companies, there are kind of a few ways that a presentation gets built. So, you know, at the very senior level, uh, they're often turning to an admin or an executive assistant to put, a, put together a presentation, and, you know, while the quality can sometimes be great, most of these people who are kind of working in that role don't have any kind of graphic design training um, and really a skill set to build that out very quickly. Sure. So at the senior level that's often the the first choice but then throughout the organization most of the marketing and design resources are already kind of tied up with other activities and they need this big runway, you know, often a week or two to create a presentation. Given the nature of presentations, they're created kind of last second. It's kind of last second you're throwing it together, you're collaborating with different people, you know, kind of soliciting feedback and input and then it's all kind of thrown together at the last second. So it's not really a great opportunity to for the marketing design team to jump in and kind of turn around a presentation that looks great. And then the other point, so many of these companies also have contracts with creative agencies, but this is typically, you know, media spend that they're using for traditional media, right? not necessarily presentations. And so for a presentation, which is kind of last second, you know, creative agency, they're coming in at these very expensive prices. They need this larger window to turn it around. It's not necessarily a great option. And so those were kind of the, the internal processes that companies use. And so one of the interesting things, actually, when we were starting this company, we talked to one of our friends who worked at McKinsey. And if you're familiar with McKinsey, you know that basically they're kind of the best in the world at improving business process. Right. So they have all these consultants who are going on presenting all the time. And they actually figured out that it was valuable for their teams to actually outsource the design and the visual components of the presentation to an outside group. So McKinsey actually went and created this totally separate entity where their junior consultants can basically sketch out what they need on a presentation and mm-hmm. send it off to their uh, their design team. And so what we did is we really tried to kind of commercialize this process that McKinsey had managed internally because it's really, it's not a valuable thing for companies to be having people spend this large portion of their day working on presentations and creating material that's not really... You know, selling the message any better than you know if they had just turned around and sent it to us,
0: right. No, I find that interesting the uh, the example that you you bring up there and where kind of the um the thought process comes into play, and as you said, sort of commercializing what what they're doing over there. Aside from the time component, which obviously is a big deal, as you mentioned, it's not necessarily the the best use of a lot of these individuals' time. What are some common mistakes or big mistakes or issues that come up when an organization is trying to create these on their own? Um, whether it be on the development side or within the execution itself,
1: the funny thing is that you know I never sort of ended up expecting to be in this place, but over time, <laughs> you know, we've, we've come to really understand presentation best practices, and unfortunately, that you know that comes from getting a lot of wonderful presentations and a lot of very flawed presentations that right. get like sent to us. Uh, for us, you know, the most important thing, the presentation should be reinforcing your vocal your vocal message, you know what you're going up and saying. It shouldn't be just recreating the words verbatim. So a lot of companies are actually making sure that people go out and they present something and the slides behind them are mostly just images. So this hmm. is kind of, you know, this is much better, this is a much better approach to, to going out and presenting. Now the people who write up their speech and then they literally have the words behind them on the slides, what studies have found is that people typically will listen to the speaker or they'll read the slides. They won't do both. ok, So the best approach is typically to have images that reinforce your speech when you're up there presenting. So you want to keep the words to a minimum, and often the biggest problem we see, people will send us slides that have just a ton of words on them. And you know the second you go up there and you have you know all these words on the slides and you're trying to kind of run through them as fast as possible, you're going to lose the audience,
0: right. So that's something that you see happen quite a bit. Is that something that you guys then, if you were to get that, say from an organization, is that something you go in and, and completely cut apart, or how does that work as far as the you know collaboration side of it?
1: So we tend to try not to get too involved with the content. Um, and when I say content, I mean we don't you know kind of tell them what to say when they're going up. We don't change the copy and right. slides. However, you know we understand kind of best practices for presentations. So when someone has a presentation and they have a slide that could be broken up in two or three slides, we'll often suggest that that would be a better approach to addressing that topic. So we will collaborate with them to tell them there's probably a better way to present this. Sometimes we're kind of handcuffed in what we're able to do creatively because the slides have too much information or too much copy on them. So it can help us by sort of freeing up those slides as well.
0: Another aspect of this that caught my eye, and I think uh, it might be something that people often overlook or undervalue, is the, um, the component of analyzing sort of the, um, the engagement, uh, I think as you guys had put uh, on one of your uh, informational portions of your site, real-time metrics that give you that idea. Uh, explain a little bit of the, the value in that and how uh, Quick to Launch is able to help in that aspect.
1: So we actually, through our platform, allow our users to publish their presentations to the web. And so kind of the, the scenario that we often use when we're talking to companies. So if you go to a sales conference and, you know, after the presentation that you maybe pitched to all the attendees, typical follow-up might be to send a PDF or a PowerPoint to everyone. Right. Say, you know, here's a copy of my presentation. We'd love for you to follow up. The problem with that scenario, it doesn't really give you any kind of actionable information or data. So. What we can do through our platform in that same scenario, if you publish your presentation online and then you send out a link to the attendees, we'll actually tell you who went in and viewed the presentation. We'll tell you how long they spent on each slide, when they exited the presentation. So you can kind of start to understand the demographics and their engagement with different slides in a sense, in that same scenario, you're kind of qualifying leads. So if you're trying to figure out who is interested in your material, it's much easier when you can see that someone spent a lot of time going through all the different slides.
0: And again, I think uh, think that's an interesting part of this. And I I mean, I enjoy statistics quite a bit. So maybe it's just catching my eye in that way. Uh, What's sort of the feedback been from some of the individuals or organizations I should say you've worked with in terms of whether it be the analysis side or just as a whole, um, sort of the, again, the comments that you've been getting back?
1: So at least with the analytics, the, the application of it has been interesting. So when we, when we created it, we kind of envisioned it mostly as this tool for sales enablement, allowing people to kind of qualify leads and understand their engagement. But what's funny is so for the analytics, one thing we discovered and was not something initially that we expected to see, <laughs> is that companies were actually using the analytics to see if they're basically their own resources and employees were reviewing the material that they were sending out. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so if you have a, a sales team, and you know, one of the things that you often hear with sales team, they'll say, you know, we don't have enough education on this product or service to sell it. What can happen now through our platform, you have the people who are kind of running these sales teams who can send out material about the product or service, and then they can actually understand if you know, the people who are out in the field selling are really going through the material and learning it to a point where they can go and, and you know kind of sell it in a much more effective manner. Right. That was kind of an interesting application for that. But on the on the just the the presentation development side, the main thing we're seeing is that this is a big time saver for companies. Mm-hmm. And I think people are just naturally kind of incentivized to use our service because at the end of the day we're helping people go up and be more confident when they're presenting. So if we can help people stand in a room and they know what's behind them looks great it can really be a nice confidence boost that can kind of help them go out and pitch much more confidently.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this definitely makes sense. And I'm sure, again, for our listeners out there, they're, um, they're probably thinking of ways, if they weren't you know, utilizing an organization like yours, they're thinking of ways to save time in these areas. Now, of course, with any uh, company, any business, any uh, any strategy they're utilizing, um, there are things that I'm sure you would like to improve on. If you could pick one spot where you feel, you know, I, I wish we could do this better, or I wish we could, in, you know, implement this aspect into what we do, what would you offer up there as an area of improvement, so to speak, for Quick to Launch?
1: Right now, we we mostly are, are focused around.
0: I mean, you have to use
1: our platform on a computer, we want to make a move to mobile. I think mm-hmm. everything is kind of moving to mobile. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a direction where we need to put some some effort and emphasis in the development of our product and solution so that you know it's compatible with mobile devices as well.
0: That applies pretty much across the board. As you said, that's the, the movement uh, pretty much um, really overall all industries. We are getting a little close on our time here. I did want to give you the floor at the end to uh, offer up any final takeaways for our listeners in terms of the importance of these presentations, the value in them, the value that Quick to Launch brings, um, wherever you want to take it here the last 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, as I said, a nice final takeaway for our listeners.
1: Yeah, I think you know the most important thing that Quick to Launch can help you do, we really can help people sell better and really focus on their story. So design, formatting, alignment, these are activities that just take time. They don't actually, especially when you don't have the correct training, they're not something that are going to help you when you're actually... Doing the presentation as far as going out and giving the oral presentation. So quick launch can really eliminate this sort of mundane task and help you to improve the vehicle that carries your message to the audience. So it's important to not neglect the design and the visuals because you know studies and statistics have shown that people overwhelmingly absorb information visually. So when you're going out and presenting, it's important that you're delivering a presentation that has the right preparation, but also has visuals that kind of reinforce that message appropriately.
0: All right. Sounds like a good place to wrap up this edition of Management Decisions. Again, we've been talking about the idea of business presentations and the importance and value in them for all the organizations out there. And to do so, we've been speaking with Phil Alexander. Again, he's the co-founder of Quick to Launch, where they're looking to really help out the cause and be a, a valuable resource for all those companies out there looking to be effective in the areas of presentations. Phil, thanks again for joining us. Again, appreciate the information, the experience, and also the insight into the topic as a whole as well as your organization. For Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it.
0: And as always, if you're interested in getting in touch with us here at LJN Radio, you can send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our podcasts. You can also look us up on Twitter, at the LJN is where you'll find us. We'd love to have a conversation with you there as well. For everyone at LGN Radio, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.